Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. Today, on The Rutledge Perspective, I want to talk about clarity and history and change, right, and courage. So you heard me talking about the ballot measures and how they write them and and how confusing that can be. And the whole idea that sometimes that is done for the sole purpose of confusing you. For the sole purpose of confusing you. For the sole purpose of encouraging or manipulating the outcome, right? I was just at home not too long ago. My mom had um, uh, cataract surgery. And that went very well, by the way, thank goodness. Went very, very well. But when you have that kind of surgery, and I should have remembered this from when I had LASIK surgery, but I had LASIK surgery like way back in 2003. And I don't remember having this many things I had to put in my eye, but but, you know, memory. But my mom walked away with this list of things she had to do. So you get like a little shield that you have to put over your eye because you can't touch your eye for 21 days. And then there's this list, there's three different drops, you know, and and there's a whole process. There's drops you have to put in before you go and there's some you have to put in the right the day of, and then it's, it's a lot. So she walked away with this list and it had, you know, these three, three different drops you have to take. And two of them are four times a day, one's three times a day. One is for seven days, one's for 21 days, one's for eight weeks, one's and the one that's eight weeks is four days, then three days, then two days. Y'all look now. If you were to just tell someone, here's what you do, here's what the drops are, here's how often you need to do them, here's, are you kidding me? And people are trying to take notes. So what they have done in order to clarify the process and to have better outcomes around healing with the surgery, better outcomes around prevention of infection and all the things, right? Because it is a surgery. They have put together this sheet that actually has each of the medications And it has little boxes that you can check for each day. So it says day one, right, through seven, and it has three little boxes. Or it has day one through 21, and it has four little boxes. Or it has the one that's eight weeks has for the first seven days, it has four boxes. Then it has three boxes. Then it has two boxes, right? So they've created a sheet to clarify the process that they want people to follow. Now it's still a lot. So I can't imagine if you don't have someone who's with you to make sure, especially when you're coming off of Valium, to make sure that you're paying attention to that and know what that is and all the kind of things. Um, it's a lot. It can be overwhelming, especially when you think about then going to get a second eye. If you're getting both your eyes done, going to get a second eye while you're still dealing with all the stuff you got to do, the protocols for the first eye, it's, it's just a lot. But they've made an effort to clarify what the patient needs to do in order to ensure great outcomes. Okay. I, and then I had a situation with a potential client and again, clarity, right? 
with a potential client that we were looking, I was coming at it from the standpoint of, okay, this is about business coaching, consulting, advisory services. They were coming at it from, no, 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 I need guaranteed leads. Those are two different things, right? And, and I don't do that. Even with my clients, right? I don't guarantee outcomes because I can't guarantee the work of my clients. What I can guarantee is transformation and movement along the path of where you want to go if you decide to put in the work based on the work that we do together, right? That I can guarantee. I can guarantee that transformation, but I can't guarantee your work or the quality of your work because we're individuals, right? I can't force you to do something you're not willing or ready to do. And I got to stay in my lane, right? So I was so grateful that this person sent back a message and said, here's what, here's what I need. Can you guarantee this? I'm like, you know what? I absolutely cannot. I can't guarantee that. And not only can I not guarantee it, but that's not in my lane, but here's what I think would be most helpful for you. Because again, it's not about me. It's about serving the client. That clarity is a way in which you are able to ensure your ability to serve effectively, right? That's what it means to be able to serve effectively. And so by her asking that question and, and re-clarifying her expectations, right? That is one of the five biggest mistakes that leaders make in managing and retaining their dream team is failing to manage expectations. By her being very clear about her expectations, I was able to be very clear about my ability or inability to meet them, right? Before we got way down the road, clarity, clarity about what you expect, what you can deliver, when you're going to deliver, clarity. And it's all important to do that up front, right? But if we go back to that idea of ballot measures and propositions and, and all the things and how they write these propositions to be 14 pages long. So by the time you get to that piece on your ballot in the voting booth, who's going to read through all that crap, right? Now I do, but that's me because I'm, you know, that's what I like to do. I like to make sure they haven't changed something on me. I actually take my copy of my ballot where I've checked things into the booth with me and I make sure that they haven't rookadooed something that the ballot's wrong, but that's just because I have trust issues, right? So, but if you think about that, that lack of clarity is what drives real challenges around people being able to actually have their voice and their opinion counted because the clarity of the thing they're voting on or that they're responding to is not there. And then you heard me say when they did the expose that a lot of the wording is tied to the way the constitution is written, right? It's historical. And if you are leading, if you're in a business, you consider yourself a leader, right? Because leadership is about behavior, not about position. And you are in a leadership arena, you need to be clear and you need to be clear about the expectations that you have of people, where you want to go with people, how you want to go with people. And you need to be really clear with how what you're asking people to do today relates to what has been asked historically, relates to what the organization has done historically, relates to how people have been able to show up and do things in the organization historically. Why is that important that you understand the history beyond those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it, right? Beyond that adage, what's important is if you understand the history, you understand the what and the why and the wherefore behind actions or behind where you are in this moment, 
you are actually able to get more clear on what you need now because you can indicate, define, evaluate that movement from old to now. That movement from yesterday to today. That movement from we all did it to no, you got to do it, right? Clarity requires an understanding, at least at some level, of historical context. For the most part, people don't do things without some kind of reason or reasoning. There's usually a reason why somebody did something. And part of clarity, when you are going into a situation, especially a difficult conversation, why I use help me understand a lot is now, I really want to understand what the thought process was because there generally is a reason someone did something. Now you'll hear things like, well, we've always done it that way, or that's not the way we used to do it. That kind of stuff that's tied to other kinds of issues around culture, right? Courage. Sometimes that's about self-preservation, survival mode, laziness. There's a lot of stuff tied up in those comments, but asking the question of help me understand or how was it done? Why was it done? Actually having a real conversation about the past, about previous, enables you to be even clearer about the things you're requiring right now, the things you're wanting people to do right now. It gives you an opportunity to really think differently about that, right? Now, sometimes when we're talking about where we want people to move and, and, and replaying history and understanding history, a lot of comments I get from people are, well, wait, we don't want people staying in history. That's old news. We don't want people doing that anymore. That's not the way we do it. You're right. That's not the way you do it anymore. But there is power in knowledge. There's power in understanding the history and the why and the reasons behind the things before. There's power in that. And sometimes that power is you can dismantle thinking because now you understand where people are coming from. I was having a conversation with someone over the last couple of days and I said, when you go into this meeting, my suggestion to you or my guidance to you is to listen, say very little, unless something really happens that you must respond to in the moment, say as little as possible and just listen. Because when you listen, people are going to tell you what their real motivation is. They're going to tell you what their real objective is. They're going to indicate through their words, through their actions, through their behavior, through their body language, what's really going on. They're going to tell you exactly what you need to know in order for you to respond appropriately if you go in and just listen and listen actively and listen to understand, not to respond. You can determine your response at a later date, but right now in that moment, you need to listen to what's going on because you need to be clear about what the person's motivation is, about what their objective is, about how you fit into their overall, overall objective or not, depending on the conversation. You need to be really clear on all of those things so that the actions that you take are connected to the vision that you have and the information that you've gathered that either support or negate that vision, right? So if you're trying to lead people to implement a new process, to put out a new product, to promote a new product, if that's your goal, then one of the things that is really critical for you 
is to really understand and recognize where they already are in this moment. Where are they now? Where's point A? Where are you trying to get them to point B? And what is the path of least resistance between those two? And the path of least resistance is often through their own learned behaviors, their own culture, their own nervous system response, their own need for safety or survival or what have you, tied up in their own personalities, right? Their own belief systems. And you don't have to dig into people's psyche. What you do have to do is recognize that everyone comes in with a story and everyone comes in with an objective and a perspective. And if you are trying to move somewhere or do something or get something done with, through, by, and for other people, your clarity is dependent upon your understanding, your clear understanding of the position, the perspective, the placement of the person or persons you are trying to get to help you or to move with you, right? So as you're thinking through all of that, what are, so your first question for today, what are the things you can do in terms of how you are guiding people and talking to people about the thing that you want to accomplish? Are your words clear or are you using really, you know, $14 words and highly technical language with a non-technical audience? Are you being clear? And if you think you're clear, go ask the question and say, did that make sense? Repeat to me what I said. I've been in my head, own it, right? I've been in my head about this thing for three months and I know I'm just talking about it to you now. So I know what I mean. You tell me what you think I mean. Cause see, I may have been having this conversation and thinking I said something and didn't say it or at least didn't convey it, right? You can own that. There's ways to do that that don't sound threatening or condescending. But that clarity in order to move people is clear, is, is, is important. And clarity is dependent somewhat, and in some cases, upon your ability to understand the historical context of people's behavior, their understanding, their actions. Because when you're asking people to move something or do something different or go somewhere different, you are battling their history. You're battling their nervous system. You're battling what they know, right? There's a reason they say sometimes it's easier to stay where you are because it's the enemy you know. The unknown can give feelings of a lack of safety right? That lack of knowledge makes people nervous or can make people nervous for the majority of people, right? There's some people who are like, yep, I want something different all the time. I'll just figure it out, right? I like the challenge of understanding something new. And then there are folks like, don't change anything. And then there are folks in the middle who are like, okay, I can do it, but I need to understand it, right? What is, I need to make sure that I'm cool, that I get it, that I know where I fit, you know, all those kind of things, right? So you as a leader, it is important for you to ask yourself, was I clear and have I taken the time to understand, right, the context in which I'm trying to deliver this thing? If you can go back and figure out and look at what you have done and how you've done it and said, you know what, I have been, I've been really clear. I've been really clear about this. If that is the case, then the next thing to understand is, yes, I've been clear because I understood the, whor- the, the historical context. And now I need to connect that clarity of expectation with the historical context of what people believe and have seen and have experienced, because that's real for them. That's their perspective. That's real for them. And I need to take that 
and understand how that is going to impact their ability to change. I need to manage my own expectations around the speed with which the change that I desire will occur. And by managing my own expectations, that means I'm getting clear with me. I'm getting clear about who's on my team, what the skills are of the people that are on my team, the ability and the capacity to accept change. I'm getting all of that in the right context so that the actions that I take are aligned with the expectations that I've set and the words that I've said. Because I know as a leader that people will listen all day long to what I say, but they are gonna believe what I do. So you as a leader, are you, this is your second question, are you managing your expectations around acceptance and speed and capability based on the learning you had when you were gaining clarity in the beginning? Are you doing that? Are you ensuring that everything you do has some foundation in clarity around the thing you're wanting? You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or The Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.